significant subject that I'm so very convinced that if you can connect your heart to the subject of tonight, there is going to be a practical shift and movement in your entire storyline that we have just about four months for the year to run out. Before you approach December this year, you will look back at this day, this moment, and you will lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you that I made it for that particular midweek service. Because this service will be such a memorable one in the heart of somebody. And if you are that person, can I hear a convincing amen? amen. Now, I need you to please be very attentive. Be very attentive. We have been enjoying strange and unusual sumptuous meal from heaven. Dimensions of teaching that is sufficient to take somebody naturally to his next spiritual level. Uh, I remember this year we've had diverse message. We had the series of wisdom at one point in this year. At one point we had um, um, the foxes, the little foxes message. I will never, the ones I can recall are the ones that stayed strongly on my mind. And I believe that some of us also have messages that have stayed so strongly on my mind, on, on your mind that you can recall at the tap on your shoulder. I recall that there was a time we had that teaching on little foxes. Uh, and pastor stood here and explained the dynamics around the things in your life that you don't pay attention to, yet they are the reason why you are where you are. And that particular evening, certain intense prayer was prayed that heaven will open your eyes to those things that you consider insignificant, unnecessary, but they are determinant to the outcome of your joy and sense of peace. And I remember that particular evening we prayed with all of our heart. And I am so convinced that your testimony is already at work. If you believe it, say a good amen. amen. Now, something quite unusual happened again. It's about two Sundays now, last Wednesday and then last Sunday. We started a teaching, or a teaching ended some sort, on the principle of prosperity in the kingdom of God. Pay attention and listen. God is a God of schedule. God is a God of plan. God is a God of order. God is a God of program. God is a God of calendar. God is a God of season and time. And ladies and gentlemen, the reason why God will do that is because everything he will do 20,000 years from now is already stated. God is not going to go anywhere to create anything new. Everything is already set in motion. All that man needs to do is to align with his various calendar, his various season, his various time. When God chooses to start to talk about prosperity, friends, it is simply because if we don't key into it, now please be humble and listen. Because somebody might begin to get a bit religiously um, disturbed that prosperity is not necessary. Friends, well, I'm sure nobody in this church right now has that orientation. Everything that will be implemented both in the natural and the spiritual requires prosperity. Now when God is speaking about prosperity, it's simply because the introduction of famine into the world is to change the wealth pyramid. You know what pyramid is? If God would introduce famine into the world or allow famine into the world, he wants to alter the distribution of wealth amongst his people. Famine is not a threat to our existence. It's to say it is high time that some people start stop to hold the monopoly of wealth. And then he will distribute it across. But the unfortunate thing is that he won't distribute it because you are alive. It will distribute because you are well positioned. God is a God of positioning. Now, if prosperity was not taught as, as it were a message, but it was tied to a statement called principle. Now, you need to pay attention. The word principle simply means how things are done repeatedly. Pastor shares sometimes, he said, if you ever succeeded at anything and you are not able to repeat it, at best it is luck. Whatever you can do and repeat it over and over and over again, it is not luck. It's because you understand how it works. 
and that is what principle is all about jesus christ is a combination of two things the person of jesus which is the character of jesus and the principles of jesus the principle is such that if you apply it it is bound to work and one of the principles of prosperity is tied to a simple rule that says the more you give the better you are are we correct here tonight I'm going to tie this message yet on prosperity. And I'm going to say that simply because some people are not in church this evening. Not because they don't want to come to church. Some people are probably not in church because they don't have transport fee. Poverty is encroaching so badly that if we don't do something quickly, I hope the church will not stay empty. And God is very much aware and is releasing dimensions of instructions that will guarantee our access into this prosperity. And so I will need you to please bring out your pen because I will roll out some principles that is bound to be a guarantee as we approach the season of prosperity. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Father, I, I demand that you take over these lips of clay and speak your word with genuity, with originality, with life. That for all the hearers, your life will be transformed for good and your name alone will be glorified. And the people of God said, the better amen. amen. I will say a very big thank you to our senior pastor for such great opportunity. We will not take it lightly because standing on this pulpit is a labor of 20 years. This is what someone built for over 20 years and he offered you free of charge. I want to please let me put our hands together for our senior pastor for such honor, for such great privilege. And my responsibility here is to ensure that I don't abuse this platform because others after me will come and they will do better also. So this opportunity, I'll put in my very best and I'm sure all of you would encourage me and we shall enjoy this service together. If you believe you say convincing, amen. Amen. Listen to the first statement. The law of sowing and reaping is the law of acquisition in life. Is that correct? The Bible was very clear. It said, so long heaven would be, earth remain, seed time and harvest will not cease. You can't do anything about it. It has come to stay. If you don't have it is not a prayer request. It is to ask, do you have seed in the soil? Harvest is not a natural occurrence. It's a response to what is seed. That is why if you ever read the old Bible, it is not scriptural to pray for prosperity. It is not. If you have been told that you should pray, Olua, bless me, Lord, bless me. Honestly speaking, you are speaking out of divine order. The way God arranged the planet, if everybody would just line up with the simplicity of his rules and regulation, everybody seated in this auditorium would be fine. Are you following me, sirs? Meaning, you are currently in lack because a seed, is either it has not germinated or it's not in the soil at all. That's the truth. However, can I take you a bit further today that if everything you would acquire in life is just a product of harvest from the farm, then I have a very rude shock for you. 
that the farm or the law of sowing and reaping is not the only guaranteed way to prosper. There is also called the law of war and looting. You know what war and looting is? You go to a place, you fight them, you pack their property. Is anybody aware of that? Oh, you better pay attention. You know, the beautiful thing about the body of Christ or the church right now, the current church, is that heaven is releasing strange dimension of insight and wisdom so that nobody will be excused to say, that's why I'm poor. Meaning, if you are not a farmer, meaning if you are not a farmer and you yet want to prosper, then be willing to be what? A soldier. It's very simple. Benway State, they are farming. They can't get their harvest. Why? Because some people that are not farmers are going there to take the harvest. You know, it sounds like a natural analogy, but it's the same thing in the realm of the spirit. Every one of you here, without any iota of doubt or controversy, you cannot tell me you have not sown. Maybe what you have not done with your sowing is that you have not fought. And so, tonight, I want to draw your attention to what, as a young preacher on campus, when we encounter revelation in the Bible, we go and look for a lot of scriptures to validate that revelation. As I have grown now, out of the shaking and the journey of life, when I encounter deep revelation now, I back it up, I validate it by my experience. So, you can argue what you hear. You can't argue what you see. Therefore, what I intend to deliver tonight by the place of grace and privilege is beyond the laws of sowing and reaping. There is another word that is another law that is more intimidating, but it's only for the brave. It is called the law of warfare. And so tonight, you don't discuss war amongst children. Is that correct? You can discuss farming because in those days they carry children to farm. As a matter of fact, the whole idea of polygamy was to have more people to farm, including children. But when it comes to war, war, you don't carry children along or women. So this should have been a men's meeting, amen. So that the women will not understand the war dimension of acquisition. But we understand that scripturally, there's no gender in the realm of the spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, this discussion tonight is not for children. Because when you are done farming, the Bible told you clearly, let me give you a very good example again. It said they are done farming, and when you usually when you are done farming, you will go home and rest, two of us. And the Bible told us, it said the enemy came, who is not a farmer, but a looter. And then, so what can be a deprivation of your harvest? It's not because you are not a qualified farmer or a good agriculturist. It's because you never understood the place of being a war soldier. Friends, I bring you a message tonight. Yet on the path of prosperity, God, the man of war. <clears throat> Nothing is more tragic in life than when a man is at war and is not aware. By default, you are already what? A victim. Let me ask a very honest question. Is there anybody seated here right now who is not feeling one pressure, one push, one pull 
one sense of despair, one sense of discouragement, and perhaps even questioning without answers. Is there somebody sitting here who is saying, what is going on? Particularly if you live in a nation like Nigeria. Is anybody like who is not asking that question? Okay. Everybody seems to be having that question. Tonight, you will walk out of this auditorium like a man fully intoxicated with the revelation of war and go back home and say, two reasons a man will fight, either to retain his territory or to expand his territory. Your refusal to fight is not an excuse because that which you have, they will collect it. Now, we will not teach war, I will repeat again, amongst children. And we believe that for you to be seated here, you are ready to do what is needed to stay in charge, territorial control. The five-fold instruction God gave man, multiply, be fruitful, subdue, have dominion, and replenish. Of the entire five instructions, four is very close to agricultural concept, multiply fruitfulness. But you see that particular one that is called subdue and what? Dominate. I think if you take a little scan at yourself, perhaps that is what is missing right now in your equation. So tonight is a night to prep you up. You know, come 30th of, the, of, of this month, this August, we're going to have a three hours marathon prayer. This meeting is to prep you for that moment. But tonight, I want to set you in motion to say, Animi Oba. You know, when a man called Jacob met one man, whether it was a man or a spirit, he met him and said, Hey, come. I am frustrated. At the time Jacob was fighting that angel, Jacob was not a poor man. But the one thing he knew, listen to this statement, the same thing Jabez knew. Jabez was not a poor man. Jabez was not a poor man. But all that Jabez knew was that his current situation his life was larger than it. People look at you and they, still, they make you their prayer point. They envy you. But in your own mind, you know that, ah, I am larger than this. Now, this is not the story of my life. And Jabez, we all know what he did. I've met people personally who have told me, Steve, man, I just bad with you. You are correct. Everything about you is just another. And I will laugh. I say, may I not transfer my story to you? Because, like every man, you judge by outward appearance. Now, be honest, let me be honest with you. Where I am is somebody's prayer point for real. Where I'm currently standing is somebody's prayer point and desire. What is wrong with me is that where I am, my capacity is larger than it. Whatever is holding me down that said you will not go beyond this level, tonight they would expire. Now, I see yoke breaking in this service already. Now, let me read something to convince you further that if you are not ready for war, that door is still open. You probably can go. Let me read Hebrews to you very quickly. Hebrews chapter 11. And then if you read through the whole of that Hebrew, then we start a simple conversation. Are we in Hebrews 11? Hebrews 11 chapter 11. Hebrews 11. And I read verse... Let's start from the verse 7. The introduction of that verse is the definition of faith. And um, Hebrews 11, 32 to 40. Thank you. 32 to 40. Hebrews 11, 32 to 40. Listen to it, please. Listen to it. It's a very long read, but it's interesting. He said, what shall I more say? 
For the time would fail me to tell of who? Gideon. You would tell me the common, the common denominator in all of these people. Time would fail me to tell me of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, of the prophet. Who, what? Through faith, did what? Subdued. Oof. Through faith, subdued, wrought righteousness, obtain what? If it's your Bible, you write the word obtain. Obtain promise. Stop what? Amount of lion. 34. Did what again? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wax valiant in what? In fight. Turn to flight the armies of what? Aliens. Leave the rest. Of that you read from that 32. What is one thing common to all the characters that was mentioned? Eh? Ladies and gentlemen, they were fighters. They subdued. They killed lion. They did this. Ladies and gentlemen, listen very attentively. When a man is at war and is not aware he's at war, it is a terrible tragedy. So I will start with a question. Why should we fight? Why war? Why war? You know, as a little boy, as a very little boy, raised by my mom and in one boarding house where they used to intimidate you and they bite into your self-esteem because of bully guys, my mind was weak and frail, very frail, naturally shy, and I would withdraw to my corner all the time. And somewhat, I grew up that way, thinking that life is too orderly for anybody to look for your trouble. And I was proven wrong after a while that you don't have to look for people's trouble before they look for your trouble. Walking like this alone can upset somebody. Or simply because somebody asks you for five naira and you give the person three naira, trouble can start. Or because you bought two cars and your landlord has just one car, Wala can start. So this thing called fight and fight, it is not a question of whether you are a sinner or you're not a, you're not a sinner. For the day you were born here on earth, according to eleven twelve of John, right from the day that John came till now, in fact, when I read that scripture, I said that scripture is not correct. War did not start with John. Right from heaven, when Lucifer was in heaven, there was war in heaven. You cannot be exempted from war. Whoever lied to you that there is no war to fight, and Nick, you need to go and tell that person, you are either the one responsible for the war. But I have a question. Why war? Because when war is around, peace is tampered with, true or false. Why should we fight? Anybody wants to help? I know you don't like to fight. Left to you, you just want a peaceful. Anybody wants a peaceful life? Is it going? Just let me graduate, get a good job from Shell, and buy a car, and go and marry. Everybody wants that type of life. But why war? It will surprise you that you are currently where you are because somebody is seriously warring against it. Somebody is saying you won't go. Some people made covenants with themselves that they will kill, they will not eat until Paul dies. You know, you cannot continue to think that coming to church is the hideout. No! When you come to church, you, have, you are here to be strengthened and go back. You know, I read a scripture in Judges 3 chapter 6. He said the Lord deliberately left enemies around the children of Israelites so that their hands can be trained to fight. Your hands is not just trained to farm. It's also trained to fight. Life is not a fun fair. Life is a warfare. 
Why should we fight? Anybody wants to help? Why war? Why can't we all just go live peacefully? Anybody? Why war? Why war? Why war? Yes, thank you. Can you help him with the mind, please? Hello, hello. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why should we fight? Yes, you, why? Why this war thing? When, you, when there is trouble. When what? When there is trouble. There when is there two, is trouble. There are two things you can, you can do. Mm-hmm. You either keep retreating or running away. Either you keep retreating. You keep moving. You run. You keep moving. You mm-hmm. keep moving. You hear there is trouble. You keep moving. You keep moving. But when it now comes to your territory. When it comes to a point of threat. When it comes to the point where you are, it's, it's not directly on you. Yeah. You have no choice than to face what it is. So, for some people, you may have been, or we may have been pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. But the way it is now, uh, whether financially or otherwise, it has come to our doorstep. Mm-hmm. And there's no where to run to anymore. Okay. It could be in different dimensions. It's to, pr- so it's to, to fight because to fight. you cannot run it anymore. I hear you. What he has just said is very correct. That when life push you, push you, push you, push you to different level of walls. You know, say if you push you to the wall, you should bounce back. But Nigerians don't bounce back. We break through the wall and go further. They push you, push you, push you, push you. You, you get to the wall, you break further. What he says is that you get to a point called elastic limit, nowhere to turn to again. What do you do? You turn and fight. Are you going to wait till they push you, push you, push you, push you to the wall before you fight? I have learned that there are two dimensions of war. Defense kind of war or offense kind of war. Defensive or offensive. Most believers are doing what we call the defensive kind of war. Which is a very bad strategy. I would have imagined that sometimes you go and look for trouble spiritually. I've heard, I've heard it. Yes. 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 I have. I have heard people who said, if you know you are a witch in this place, come out. I have seen people who run and they have scriptures to accommodate the reason why they are running. I have seen people, now listen, you are joking. Somebody woke up from his dream. He said, what happened? What happened? Something was pressing me. Something was chasing me. And they woke up. I said, thank God. Ah, he didn't catch up with me. I said, you are, you are a dummy. Go back to that sleep. Go and look for that thing that is chasing you. You go ahead and chase that thing. Oh, you know, it sounds funny. Your defeat does not bring glory to God. As a matter of fact, the fact that you are, you are counting losses is a proof that you are losing in life. The fact that you are counting losses in every definition and department of your life is an indication that you are losing the battle. Meaning, the enemy is encroaching stronger and stronger. I mean, you study the life of David and Saul. The Bible said the house of David was getting stronger and stronger and the house of Saul was getting weaker and weaker. You can't go for too long under this bondage. Let me share two things that threaten me the most in life as a person. Two things that I've realized is a major threat. Number one is disease. Number two is debt. Anybody know busy? Debt. Ladies and gentlemen, if that demon should approach you, and you don't do something to fight it back. It will not just drag you alone. It can drag your entire generation. 
don't let us be on the defensive. Whatever is altering your peace right now, right now as I speak, and is troubling your happiness and peace and giving you a feel of uncertainty, stop and say no. Face it. But you know, I won't be doing effective justice if I just start to provoke you to war without understanding how war is fought. But what we need to first establish that this is your cosmetic look it doesn't change the reality the fact that you are not happy in your heart. And the reason why you are not is because it's an indication that there is a war ongoing in the natural and in the realm of the spirit. I spoke to a, a pastor of, of a deeper life today. Um, we had a transaction and he was supposed to pay back and he said to me, he said, the devil is fighting my finances. I said, be happy that you are even aware he's fighting the finances. And that for me is the fact. It's the first step towards triumph. That you know that there's a fight going on. Some don't know. They don't have no idea that there is a war ongoing on their finances, on their health, in their marriage, in the ministry. They think everything is normal. Everything is normal. Like I said when I was introducing myself, I am at war. So you won't blame me if I sound very militant. Because until I come back to this pulpit, one of these days, I said, brethren, join me, saints of God, join me tonight. I want to celebrate what heaven has finally done, the future has been given. I hold no man, either living or dead, nothing. If you are in debt, yes, we are at war, financial, terrible war. The day I can stand on it, I say, I hold no living being, a special thank you. That day, I have defined the glory of heaven. God does not manage his glory. It's either it is glory or it is not glory. And one of the way out is like he told you in Timothy. Fight like a good soldier of Christ. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Who can help me again? But why war? Why war? Why must we fight? Why war? All right, sir. Good evening, church. Good evening. Uh, why war? Yes, why because war? It's, um, it's, been, it's been from day one, just like you mentioned earlier. And our enemy has never gone to rest. Yeah, the Bible says that um, our enemy goes to and fro, looking for who to destroy. So as believers, we have to be on guard. Thank you. Always be at alert to fight our enemy. Very Amen. good. Very good. Put your hands and appreciate it. Can I ask a very honest question in this meeting right now? I have read the story of Job. And I've heard preachers tell me, God, uh, the, the faith of Job was tried. And um, that believers should try and be like Job and endure this kind of trial of Job. You know, when I read the scripture for that, you know, from chapter 1 till about chapter 39, God didn't say as it were nothing. He spoke for the first time in chapter 39. I read in scripture that God was not impressed with Job. I'll prove it to you. Job chapter 40 verse 7. When God was going to, when God, well, you know he started in 38 by saying, when I was creating the heavens, where were you? Blah, 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 blah. By the time he got to verse 7, 40 verse 7, look at what he said there. What did he say? What does that statement mean, really? Such, you got a job. You have been acting like a coward. The devil showed up on your door and all you were doing is that you, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. James 5, 7. 
You know what that scripture James 5, 7 be? He said, submit to God, resist the devil. And he will do what? God was not impressed with Job. Job could have waded all of those afflictions away. Right now, you are being afflicted, and somewhere in your mind, you are, you are creating a scriptural philosophy to accommodate it, saying it is the trial of heaven. No. We know it if it is God. We know it if it is satanic. I can tell you here, and I stand to be corrected later in this journey, that what you saw over there from the story of Job to that point, Job could have avoided everything completely with one voice of resistance. And when God was going to answer, he said, prepare yourself like a man. Stop behaving like a boy. Stand up like a man and say no. At the end of the day, God didn't even tell Job, sorry, you. Just say, get up and go and pray for your sisters and get over this nonsense. There is no glory in, in your defeat. There is no glory in your defeat. Friends, war is part of our existence. Victory or losing is optional. But it is, there is a guarantee of victory if you know what to do. So let's take the next question. Who are we fighting with? War with who? the question. Yes, uh, uh. Okay. Yeah, I do want to um, I'll answer the first question and the second question together. You said, why war? Jesus said, the thief cometh mm. to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Which one do you want? Okay. Uh, let me ask again. Is it steal? Is it kill? Is it destroy? The thief that comes, does he come to ask you? Does he ask for permission? When he wants to steal your marriage or steal your child, will he ask for permission? If you disagree, will he go away? The thief cometh. He didn't say may come, will come. Yeah. To steal, to kill. If he steals, my opinion is this, and you say nothing, what do you think he will do next? If he kills and you say nothing, what do you think he will do? That's the end. So Pastor, you know who to fight. Pastor, you know why I brought up this subject? I perceive strongly in my heart there's going to be a deluge of harvest in this assembly, in this church. But I know that the thief never entire house that is empty. No, he won't. So imagine God is going to rain and have a land of blessing upon everybody as a byproduct of the message on the principle of prosperity. And God is now saying, you guys should be on guard. Can't you see a bit of connection between the two? Because of what use is it that after blessing you, it was stolen away? You're back to square one. And then this teaching is about preparing you. Preparing you. In fact, I think I love the way it is said in one of these uh, synoptic gospel of Matthew. He said, when, it, when it's a, a strong man enters the house of a man, hmm? and he meets someone stronger there, so this meeting is about making you stronger to protect the harvest that is coming. Believe me, captivity of poverty ended last Sunday. You see, this whole idea of I'm broke, I don't have enough insufficiency, it is not, it is not scriptural, in case you are not aware. You must make up your mind to know that every provision of every, every package of redemption, according to Revelation 5 verse 10, is for your benefit. If you don't experience any good scripture on earth, it's not the fault of God. 
is that you are not ready to fight. Who are we fighting? When I read who we are fighting, and also you would what Pastor said, we are fighting the thief. But when Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 started to roll out the dimensions of enemies that we are bound to confront. If I ask some of you seated here in the flesh, which of this class of people can you undo in the flesh? Look at them. For we do not wrestle against flesh. So your wife is not the enemy. Neither is it your husband. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but Okay, let's talk Bible study here. They are not referring to a principal of a school. When you say someone is a principality, have you heard someone say, oh boy, that guy in a principality. Do you know what? Do you know the characteristics of a man that you call principality? These are forces that are very territorial. This battle is very fair. They already listed the, the categories of the enemies. Look at the first one, principalities. Powers, that's number, number two. Number three, rulers of darkness of this age against what? Host of wickedness in heavenly places. Who wants to face all these people? You? Are they real? Do they have the power to deal with men? What should we do? Hide. Fight them. You know, we say many things in scripture, in, in, in this Christian faith that we don't understand. Principality, powers, rulers of darkness. In fact, someone said it joking. He said, the list, the list of all this in their kingdom, they are witches and wizards. He said, the list of them is witches and wizards. And I know that some believers, even five years in the faith, when they hear witch, they can't go to their village because of what? Witch, witch. You cannot acquire and receive everything God has in stock if you are not a fighter. Why? Jehovah introduced himself at one point. He said, I am the man, the man of war. If a lion should give birth, he won't give birth to a coward goat. He will give birth to a lion. To face these things, they oppress you both physically and spiritually. You get money today, after a week the money is gone. And in your mind, your economics knowledge is telling you, of course, I remember what I bought. No, no, that is not what took the money. When your age does not match your achievement, something is fundamentally wrong. Scripture made it clear in that Psalm 92. It said, teach us to number our days that our hearts can be applied to wisdom. When you are at war and you are not aware, you are already a victim. The way your life is going, if you don't alter the equation slightly with a battle instinct, Believe me, the year can repeat the way it repeated last year. But there is, these things are real. But more real than this, in these powers of darkness, more real is our victory. But we need to come to terms that they exist. Principalities. They just refuse to sign that form. He said, why? He said, I don't like your face. Some people can't pass some courses to university because the lecturer said no. Oh, we remember those days on campus. We don't even argue with those, those lecturers. You say no to us. Being a campus pastor, we used to have members who can come and complain. The, the lecturer wants to sleep with me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, don't bother. Don't, don't talk to him. Just bring the lecturer's name. Bring the lecturer's name. And the pastors will bring, carry the pastor, put the name and put candle on it and burn it to pieces. And say, let me see the lecturer that will not pass you. It was war. The greatest war is the war of destiny expression. 
we have a we have a prayer point box here. Let me see the demon that will go and touch those prayer points where they are kept. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to apologize. I'm speaking from deep experience because every day I wake up around 4.30 a.m. My heart will beat boom. And I'll say, Lord, you know today is another day. I have no idea the kind of battle I'm going to fight. All I ask of thee is strength. And every time I'm getting up, getting dressed, to me, you think I'm getting dressed to look fine, I'm getting dressed to go to a battle. And every day I come back in one piece, I kneel before my bed and say, Baba, you did it again today. We won. And I can stand here. This testimony is, is brewing. Oh my God, my God, my God. But the only thing that hurts me is that I wish I had started fighting long before now. But it's not too late. This is the list of those we are fighting with. They still exist till date. They deal with you in your dream. They deal with you when you're at work. They deal with you everywhere. The only reason why they are still dealing with you is that you have not put up what? A resistance. They have were fighting them. Where is the war taking place? Where is the war taking place? <laughs> Where is the war taking place? In your mind? Is it in your mind? Every war originates from the thought pattern. Your mind starts. The way I'm going, I'm not sure we make it. Ah, you're already losing. The voice of the enemy is speaking very loud and strong. Ah, I remember I, I have a new staff right now, and I saw her crying yesterday in the office. And I walked out and I say, "Why are you crying?" He said, "I've had three three relationships and they've all failed. This is the fourth one. I'm not sure this one too will come true." You remember a scripture in Proverbs, Proverbs four twenty three. Can you see it? What did you say there? The word I like there is the word issue. How I many of us have issue? <laughs> and you observe that the word issue there is not issue in plural. It's, it's not singular. Issues. Issues. The starting point of this battleground is your thought pattern. I have met people personally that arm robber pointed a gun at them. I'm, I'm, it's not a joke. Bring your bag, bring your money. Say you, which bag, which money? Come here, let me pray for you. It was not faking it. Too. Bring your money. Say which bag, which money? Come here, let me pray for you. Arm robber left and ran. Personally, I have had dreams. Listen to this. I have had dreams of beating somebody seriously. The person ran. I woke up. I told myself, no, he's not running. That's the solution. Go back, go and catch him and kill him. You know, funny enough, I slept back and we continued the race. You are not entirely very attuned to your spirit identity. The day you understand that you are first a spirit, behaving like a human being, that is the day you start a journey of true victory. I'm saying the truth to you here. When I was the dean of Jesus Academy, a lady gave a very <laughs> scary testimony. He said, while I was a Muslim, 
And we want to deal with anybody against us. Because I'm going to the weapons of warfare after this one. She said, I will enter a dark room. Seven days, no food, nothing. I will not see the sun. And when I'm done, the person is finished. And I said, if you are dealing with a saint, we knows his right. He said in the first place, you don't even initiate fight with them. If you are dealing with a saint, who knows his right? You know what she answered me? He said, in the first place, we don't even initiate a fight with them. For the fact that the enemy can slap you like this, it's an indication of two things. Either you are a child, or you don't know your rights. Believe me, every current adversity oppressing you right now has no other source but from the enemy. If somebody can get angry in his soul tonight and stand up around 1 a.m., and handle Psalm 35. Anybody know Psalm 35? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you think, you know, I saw somebody's DP today. He said, I'm, no, I'm now a white garment, white garment member. And I shook my head. You left the, you left the original to go for the inferior. But you know one thing he did is that I think could have informed that behavior. Perhaps he was not taught how powerful and the tools he can use to win battle. It was not handed over to him here. Not, I'm, not, I'm not referring to this church, maybe any place he went to. Tonight, as I hand over tools of victory to you, if you don't use it, it's nobody's fault. What I have just said, if there is anyone that is made up his or mind, they say you will not go. They will never see you go to the altar and marry. That said you will not marry in their lifetime. Hello? It's only three, three VG, three VG, not three VG, three, and three fasting. The matter will be settled. Believe me. Have you read? Have you read Isaiah chapter fifty-eight before? Have you engaged the instrumentation of Isaiah chapter fifty-eight? When you combine Isaiah chapter fifty-eight with Psalm thirty-five, when my wife had miscarriages like two or three times, the last one I saw the miscarriage. I said, devil, devil, the day you will set eyes on my tears again, the day I will cry because of miscarriage, I will tear my Bible. You know, the devil knows when you mean it. Have you ever seen a dog called Bingo? Bingo, Bingo will be following you, will be shaking his tail, and you'll be going. Bingo will be following you. If you all of a moment you pause, I said, Bingo, will you get back? What will Bingo do? Submit to God. Resist the devil. The enemy will what? Flee. You are accommodating the enemy with your, I don't know. Friends, strange harvest is visiting this house. Your laziness can be an entrance. Now, there is something called spiritual affront. You know when the Bible was talking about it in Timothy, we are not giving the spirit of what? The spirit of fear. You are so fearful that one in him, you are scared. Angels move at night. Are you aware? The movement of the night is for men like us. Why the, the day is for men like us? Why the night is for spirits? Get up around one Have you read Psalm 19 before? Say night unto night uttered speech. Who is hearing night? I remember something I saw in the book of First Peter. He said, I am now the oracle of God. You know when people call you an oracle? The interpretation of that in Yoruba language is Ifa. You sit down and conjure scriptures together. And you say, yeah, Mohit, we'll get you. That is it. I can say it with all confidence 
Because I have realized that the affliction I went through, they were not my making. They were a byproduct of my refusal to fight. I am too, I'm, too, I'm a nice born again. Nice born again, don't make it on earth. They die like Lazarus. I don't, I'm not a gentleman. If you show up, you show up on me at night, I will show you, show you everything you need to see. You show up. But believers, we sleep too much. We sleep. And when men slept, the enemy what? We do this. You wake up, start running after what is not there. Tonight, somebody's getting liberated. Somebody's getting offensive. Somebody's approaching the gate of hell today. And say, because right from the day of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of God is for those that can be violent. And only the violence will do what? That delayed marriage is not in the will of heaven for you. You are sleeping. Awake! Awake! Because harvest, and when my harvest comes, you know, you can write it down anywhere you like. I'm coming back here to give mind-blowing testimony. You know, sir, something happened to me today. Very amazing encounter. And someone blessed me with a very strange business idea. You know, you know, testimony is when you come and announce that you are pregnant, you are a fool. Because the way God designed pregnancy, it was designed to be seen by itself. The only thing you are allowed to announce is baby. So, testimony in progress is not permitted to be announced. That is not testimony. That is God in progress. Now, this is a testimony. So, I went there to go and collect a very significant part of what is needed for the business. And, you know, the devil was telling me all sorts of nonsense. You know, this devil is very bold. He, he speaks to even servants of God. He, the devil speaks to servants of God. It's, a, it's, a, it's an annoyance. He said, you see, you will go there, you waste your time, nothing is going to happen. But, sir, as I got in there, the person I met on seat was a former member of my fellowship on campus. Ha! Ah, Pastor Steve, what are you doing here? And she hugged me. She said, what you came here? I said, well, the MD told me to come. And he said, ah, bring your name, bring your name, bring it. And in less than 30 seconds, he got, now, listen to me. That didn't happen because uh, a lady, I met a lady. Because heaven made, paved the way. Because from 3.30 in the morning, I have been calling the day that should be. Meaning, great doors have been opened unto me, but many are the adversary. Every adversary on my way today, I have suffered enough in the hand of the devil. No more. You know, some of you are very comfortable with the enemy. He's fine. He's, he only took my 10 era. He's fine. You can't take more than 10 era. I will come back. And I will still give me another 20 era. And you come take 20 era. How is it? I have under 50,000. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing. Again, in my destiny, nothing. And we go to the grave empty. And uh, before the MD showed up, they had done what they need to do. I say, okay. Now, I am a strange battle. That is the next thing. The weapons of our warfare. Isaiah chapter 52. Very quickly. Isaiah chapter 52. And I read from verse 20 to 23. I have left the realm of... Uh, if it's not working, let us leave it. If it's not working, let us leave it. God has not called us to affliction. It is not in the agenda of heaven to be afflicted. This satanic cheating and manipulation should end. I was I met a young lady so many years. How old are you? I'm 43. 43? The yoke of limitation needs to be broken over your life. You know, this is not by force. No, you can be, you are okay the way you are. But if you are serious, God is serious. 
Isaiah chapter 43, 52 rather, and I read from verse 20. I want to introduce a weapon to you that will eliminate fear from tonight. Isaiah chapter 51, am I quoting it right? 51, verse 20 to 23. 51. Thank you. Verse 20. Look at what he said there. He said, you sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets like an antelope in the net. Someone say minus me. What led to that antelope in the net was what? Fainted. Fainted. Cowards. They lack spiritual affronts. Can we read further? 21. Therefore, please hear this. You what? And what? But not with what? Now, listen to this. That statement, you see it on the street a lot. When you see an elderly man or with gray hair begging for survivor, the only question that will probably come through the mind of a sane person is to ask, when you were young, what were you doing? Well, listen, if you laugh, he got to that age in that state. Not because he didn't know what to do. Because it is not every doing that a man does that guarantees success. There is no lazy man, really. It's not by laziness. It's by divine approval from heaven. Are you with me here? Everything must be gotten on the platform of violence before you can retain it. So, AI, because I saw one lately and it was just moving like that. He was not drunk, but for lack of stamina, he was swaying. An elderly man. And I said, my this man will drop anytime from here and I don't want to be a witness. He was not drunk. This thing is in the Bible. The reason why he went that way is because he was faint-hearted. You know, nothing annoys God than when the devil is buffeting you and you're crying. When you should rise up in holy anger. I say, yes, stop that nonsense. This is not the plan of heaven. Let's read further, please. Can we go further, please? That says the Lord... The Lord your God will please the cause of his people. See, I have taken out your hand, the cup of trembling, the dregs of the cup of my fury. You shall no longer drink it. Someone say amen. amen. You shall no longer drink it. Amen. Someone say amen. amen. And I will put into the hand of those who afflict you, who have said to you, lie down. That's what? Let's not even read it again. Does this not describe the story of some people? The enemy says, all this church is going to, you can't, it cannot amount to anything. Let him go to church from here to eternity. Nothing will come out of it. When I want to finish, deal with him, I will still deal with him. Tonight, that story will change. Tonight, that story will change. Whatever takes pregnancy out of you without your permission, today, that hands will wither in the name of Jesus. The war takes place in the mind. Who will win the war? Who shall win the war? Who shall win the war? Who decides the outcome of the war? First John 5 4. What does it say? First John 5 4. Whatever is born of God and what? This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even what? Our faith. By the time you read Ephesians 6 from verse 10, it says, 
These are the weapons of our warfare. He listed those things. And one predominant offensive one there is what? The sword, which is the word of God. Faith. Now, your, your being born again is an access to a realm of natural victors. Why would I say that? Lion will beget a lion. You know, just imagine that a, a lion is sleeping and a goat is taking a walk around it. What do you think will be going through the mind of the lion? He said, we just tell the other lion, let us, let us pretend we are sleeping. Because it's like, we don't have to look for food today. The food is coming by itself. Is that not true? So, now in a moment, imagine, the lion is sleeping. And then he heard the footstep of the goat. He said, brethren, brethren, the goat is coming. It's time to take off. It's time to take off. Let us run quickly. If you ever saw that on TV, what will go through your mind? I can tell you what will go through your mind. You, you will actually pause and say, I don't think these are lions. So. This can't be lions. Now, that is the same way everyone looks at you as the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah. And the goat devil is just coming. He said, look at him, he's sleeping. You heard his footstep. What you should be thinking? Let us pretend we are sleeping. He's coming. So that we can catch him. We can catch him. But most of us, every cockroach, cockroach, I will never forget the story. Brother Mayaki, remember the story of a man called me Sugusworth. Babu told us he was sleeping in his room, he was enjoying the sleep, and then he heard strange noise in the living room. Are you with me, friends? Strange noise in the living room. And he said, ah, what could that be? I didn't leave the door open. Then he came out and saw demon. They've scattered the whole sitting room. The chair was upside down. The moment he showed up in the sitting room, they ran through the window. Let us pause the story. If you were Smith Ugo what would you do? Ah! Demon! Demon entered here. Pastor. It's pastor's number. You know what Smith Ugo did? The demon left to he left to Smith Ugo said, Hey, hey, hey! Come, come, come back! Come back! Come back here! What do you expect to arrange these things back? Arrange it! Nonsense! It's not faced by moonlight. The demons took their time and they arranged the sitting room the way they met it. And the man went back to... He said, Elijah is a man of like passion. <laughs> Smith Ugusworth, a man of what? Like passion. Who is your own father? Pastor read one scripture I will never forget during the Fox, Fox story. He said, King Herod sent a threatening message. That was about the first time I saw Jesus confronted authority. King Herod sent a message to him that, hey, 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 you! Stop preaching this land! Who can remember the answer Jesus gave? You remember that? Believe me, all my years of reading the Bible, I never imagined Jesus responded that way. I imagine that the lion in him got up! Amy, me, stop preaching. Whoever brought the message, he said, go and tell that fox that today I will preach. Tomorrow I will preach. If Jesus, he that is born of God, overcomes the world, and this is their victory. So, you are not born again, you are not qualified for this victory. But if you are born again, seated here, and you are still feeling oppressed, then you are not hungry enough. You are not hungry enough. 
Someone's oppression expired tonight. Who is that person? That oppression expired tonight. Because in a moment, we're going to pray. And I need you to pray very violently. Don't be angry at me. I hope you're not angry at me tonight. You don't blame me. You. You, know, you know, I don't do salary job. I walk and fight every day. Every day. Like David. David fought so much every day. That's why. why. His people say, don't come to war again. You this man. Stay at home. We're going to pray prayer tonight. And it's going to be a very simple prayer. But I'll leave you with this thought. Don't forget these thoughts, please. Don't forget these thoughts. The devil manifests himself, not physically. Is that true? He will use human vessels. If God also wants to communicate with you, he would also use human vessels. So pay attention. The instruments in which the devil would execute his thoughts are usually human beings. Therefore, in this spiritual battle, one of the requirements for your victory is you must have a high sense of discernment. Everybody that said good morning, they're not entirely on your side. No, I'm not trying to tell you to be suspicious. I'm only telling you to be sensitive. You know, there are two different things. Being suspicious and being sensitive. I can tell you this free of charge. I had a major problem because I employed one individual who I never knew until the day the person left and said, I have vowed that you will die before I leave this company. And you know, the way the Christian teaching is such that you should be kind to everybody. I don't know if I want to continue. I will be sensitive to everybody. And the one that deserves kindness, I will be kind to. And the one that deserves the boom boom. You bumble the head. He said, I have I've made a vow in the day you employed me that until I see your end, I won't back down. Now, the question I asked that day was, what was my offense? He said, no, it's not about offense. It's about the wealth of the earth. The wealth, the wealth of the earth. Some people have made up their mind to gather it to themselves. Now, you want to use that wealth and propagate the gospel. It can't happen. Therefore, I will take it from you. Now, part of the reason why you must fight is because your wealth is a critical instrument for kingdom expansion. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17 says, my kingdom expands through prosperity. The wealthier you are, the more influential you are, the easier for gospel to be preached. Am I correct here? The poorer we are as a church, extinction will not be far away. And God is committed to give us wealth. But he wants to do it to those who are ready soldiers. Are you here, friends? If the enemy will use anything, it's still going to be human. Tonight, it's not about being suspicious about anything. It's about being what? Sensitive. Let us open finally to Psalm 35 as we start a bit of five minutes prayer. Just five minutes prayer and I'll be done. Psalm 35. 
said, plead my cause, O Lord. With those who what? Who strive with me. Fight. Is that my handwriting? Fight against those who fight against me. Let us rise on our feet, saints of God. It is one night where I need us to take back what has been lost. If our senior pastor could solve everybody's problem in this place, with the kind of heart he has, he would want to solve it. But if tonight you can make up your mind to say, come to think of it. When was the last time I woke up in the middle of the night and I was engaging myself in spiritual warfare? When was the last time? When was the last time you took a walk around the environment, your territory, and say, Mari de Shekete Bregedusa, Haladi Brati Gevenenuski, Leshte Valibaha, and you are taking territory? When was the last time you stood up to say, if there's any human being behind my frustration, because your victory excites God. Psalm 35, plead my cause, O Lord. Just lift your hands to heaven. Take that just little prayer. Lord, tonight, plead my cause. I don't know what cause you have at the back of your mind. I don't know what it is that is eating you up. I don't know what it is that is biting you. You have a chance tonight to pray violently and say, Lord, plead my cause for me. Don't look at me like this. Plead my cause. Intervene on this matter urgently for me. Intervene urgently on this matter for me. Plead my cause, O God, with those who strive with me. Plead my cause, O God, with those who strive with me. With those, anyone, man or woman, boy or girl, who is striving against our ministry, who has made up their mind that we will not grow as a church. Plead our cause, O God. Plead our cause, O God. Plead our cause, O God. Fight against them. Fight against them. Fight against everyone who have covenanted that I will not move forward. Fight against them. At my place of work, fight against them. In my business, fight against them. In my ministry, fight against them. Any man who has made up their mind that I will not get to where I'm going. Let us have the verse 2 of that psalm. Verse 2. Take hold of shield, buckler and stand up for what? My help. Is there someone here who needs the help of God urgently? You need this help like you need it yesterday. That prayer is your prayer. Say Lord, take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Whoever is discussing your matter and is not in your favor, the help of God is coming forth this night. Whoever is discussing your matter and is not in your favor, the help of God is coming tonight. The help of God is identifying with your business from tonight. The help of God is coming over that marriage from tonight. Whoever made up their mind that in your lifetime you will not wear white garments, you will not, you will not marry. The help of God is coming tonight. Can we have verse 2? Verse 3, please. Verse 3. Also draw out spear now and stop those. Hello. Hello. 
Hello, can you see that part of the version? That is not my handwriting. Are you here? I will stop there. If you have time, tonight, stop all this sleeping. This sleeping should be over. Stop sleeping anyhow. It's time to fight. Get your, this poverty is ready to finish you. You saw it in, in Jeremiah. This affliction does not mind seeing your hand. Look at this one. He said, also draw the spear and do what? And stop those who pursue me. Say not to my soul, your salvation. Now take that. Everyone who is chasing me, everyone who is pursuing me, everyone who has made up their mind that they will finish me, stop them, oh God. This is your father's house. Pray violently. Pray violently. That's why you came for midweek service. That's why you came for midweek service. For those who did not come, your life will be a testimony. The heaven will stop. Everyone that is chasing you, everyone that is disturbing you, everyone that says you will not go, heaven will stop them tonight. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. Heaven will stop them tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone pursuing me. That says I will not get out of debt. Heaven will stop them tonight. Under this ministry. Under this commission. Heaven will stop. Everyone that says I will hold men till I die. Everyone that's covenanted that I will hold men till I die. Heaven will stop them tonight. In the name of Jesus, every handwriting of death over my destiny, heaven will wipe it away tonight. Oh, shatabale, shute rebe. Marada sitabaya. Legrosuso soreba. Oh, regedeye satalaba. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. I'm afraid to give you this last one. I don't know if you want to pray it. Please don't play me tonight. If you have not seen my kind of war, you can then sit down. And I realize that the devil does not joke with anyone. The Bible says he's moving around looking for whom to devour. He won't devour me. He won't devour my children. He won't devour anybody around me. The only language the enemy, the language between two irreconcilable kingdoms is confrontation. You have run enough. Stop running. And face it once and for all. I don't want to know. You, you pray this prayer if you choose to. If you don't want to pray, you can leave it. But the result will show. Look at verse 8. Verse 8. Very dangerous one there. Very dangerous one. It's not my prayer. I didn't write it though. It's not me. Oh, who can read it? There's nobody can read. Did I write this in? Did I write this in? Anyone who has set a trap for you between now and December. Anyone who has made up his own mind. Quote this scripture. Quote this scripture. Pray this prayer. Render the enemy useless tonight. Render the enemy useless tonight. Render the enemy powerless tonight. This is the house of God. My house shall be called the house of prayer. This is not a joke. Life is not a funfair. Life is a battleground. It is not my handwriting. It is not my handwriting. It is not my handwriting. You left your offices to come here. Take power and go home. Take results and go home. Take power 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 and go home. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. That amen is not loud enough for someone that is victorious. 
Now, in closing, pray verse 18. In closing, pray verse 18. In closing, pray. What did he say there? If that is your portion, say a good amen. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise your name among many people. Lift your hands to God and say, I will give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord. I will give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord, because my testimony is tonight. I will give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord. Oh, yes. Somebody is giving thanks already. Somebody is praising God already in the assembly of the saints. In the assembly of the saints, someone is giving thanks already. You are going on with thanksgiving. You are going on with thanksgiving. In the assembly of the saints, Lord, we bless your name. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. If you believe that prayer, say convincing amen. Tonight, take time out and just wake up. Are you here with me? And just speak the scripture and begin to speak. This is your season of strange harvest. The, the enemy will not take you. Be on guard. Watch. Be alert. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Every favor you demand between now and December, they shall come to your life in the name of Jesus. The battle you fought and lost, that shall be the last you ever will experience in your life. Give God some praise right now in a moment. Give God praise. All right. I believe that some obedient children of God here, very quickly, you want to come and give your tie to heaven. You want to release that 